Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. It's Football Friday. Broncos country. Let's run. They're a really good football team. This is a game the Bills should win, and they're very good in Orchard Park. They play their best football in Orchard Park this year. But there's an element to this team that you just don't know how they're going to show up each week. Mike Danger. How do you think it's going to go? Okay, go through the same exercise. Who has a better quarterback? Buffalo. The better defense? Well, Buffalo. Better receivers? Buffalo. The Bills should win. We should win this. On Monday. Gene Bataglia. This is one where we'll be maybe tricked into thinking the Bills are bad. Here. I'm thinking this is going to be a comfortable win Monday night finally, but it's not going to be much. It's Denver. Whatever. Bears held up the Panthers 16 13. Touchdown! Touchdown, Bears! Why are you so pissy? It's the biggest story in college football. That's why I keep bringing it up. Michigan, man. College basketball, the NBA season. Ah! The Amherst host Utica. Go Sabres. What are they up against tonight in Minnesota? The Minnesota Wild. Go Tigers. 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan. Rochester. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome on into the sports bar. Get set for three hours of fantastic sports talk in the Flower City. We're glad you're listening along at 95.7 FM. AM 950. The Fan Rochester, where we sound our best, the free-to-download Odyssey app. You can watch the sports bar. Our video stream is rolling for you right now. Don't forget to like and subscribe at The Fan Rochester on YouTube and Twitch. And you can even get us on your smart device when you ask it to play 95.7 The Fan alongside Gene Battaglia. I am merely Mike Danger. Yeah, we'll get to all the fun stuff in the NFL, including the Buffalo Bills here in a second. I am just wondering, we have these reports, Danger, that we could have news today in regards to Michigan football and the punishment that could be handed down for Jim Harbaugh. I think they're going to be cowards on this. It, It sounds like a Friday afternoon news dump, but just hear me out. What could kind of solve the problem for the commissioner who does not want to weigh in and kind of decide this uh, course here, whether Michigan makes it to the playoff or not. Commissioner of the big 10. Correct. It it, is Penn state tomorrow. If Penn state can take care of Michigan tomorrow, tomorrow then the punishment can happen afterward and becomes like a lesser story because oh well you know michigan wasn't a guarantee anyways to get to the playoff uh i just think nothing is going to get resolved with this i just think they're going to keep kicking the can down the road there's a lot of lawyers involved a lot of a lot of money at stake that this will be uh any any anything that comes down will be appealed and will get caught up and hung up just no resolution until the off season I don't think that anything is coming. I think that's correct. And I think that whatever the first step is in this whole process does not happen this afternoon. Contrary to all these other reports. Yeah, and having. even if it does. So, it, like, it, it's not going to change anything for this weekend. I don't think it changes anything for the rest of the season. Uh, it, you know, you could certainly look at what the future might hold for Jim Harbaugh and, and see a scenario where, much like Pete Carroll did when he was at USC, he bolts when it gets when the heat gets a little bit too hot for him. At the University of Michigan, I could totally see that happening, but I don't think anything happens to him this season. I think he skates through the season. Mm. But, you know, we'll, we'll keep our eye on it. And if there is a Friday afternoon news dump at 5 o'clock, well, we'll be here and we'll uh, pass that along to you. We've got a great show lined up for you this afternoon here in the Sports Bar on Tap in the Sports Bar is brought to you by our friends from Three Heads Brewing. Here's what's on tap at Three Heads Brewing. The Cranberry Grape Sour Ale, Tart Cranberries, New York State Grapes coming together to make a delicious treat. Get yours at Three Heads Brewing on Atlantic Avenue today. And Gino, we are one week away from our next Friday Football Talk Live. We will 
will be at Three Heads on Atlantic Avenue in the neighborhood of the arts next Friday from 3 until 6 uh, as we get ready for Jets Week. Yeah, so we have been told we there's a lot of things we want to tell you about the show. And we've been saying, all right. Uh, it's going to be special. We will announce it midweek here coming up why yeah. this will be different than others. And I believe that this is like the beginning of the holiday season for us guys, meaning Thanksgiving week. I like Thanksgiving over Christmas for a variety of reasons. And one of them is the less pressure. You can be with friends. You can kind of hang out. And you're on a short week. You're leading into this. So it's the weekend before a short week where nobody's really working next week or heading into Thanksgiving. We are the official kickoff to the holidays. Danger, I ever look at this. You're going to wear a Santa hat a week from Friday? No, no, no. We, it's not. Come on. What dress did up I just say? say? It's Thanksgiving I, over Christmas. I know, but you said the holidays. I mean, when you say the holidays, I just immediately think of Christmas. I know that Thanksgiving is a holiday, part of the holiday season, but where does it end? Is is Halloween part of the holiday season? I remember the one time when we first started doing this show, and they asked us, which was kind of cool, like the Amherst said, hey, will you come out and host on the ice here our, our St. Patrick's Day? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And Gene, will you wear a leprechaun outfit? I'm like, I am not wearing a leprechaun outfit. And you were egging me on to do that. So why do you think my position for dressing up would, would no, change? Just not not dressing up, just I, a Santa hat. What's wrong with a Santa hat? You won't wear a Santa hat no, on Friday? If, no, if anything, uh, yeah, no. Uh, there, there's going to be some special guests. If anything, I'll wear something in honor of the special guest. Okay. All right. Well, we'll have uh, more info on uh, Friday Football Talk Live a week from today, uh, coming up middle of next week. But it is going to be a special afternoon, and we hope you uh, have have the time to join us next Friday to kick off the holiday season, as Gino says. We will be uh, live from Three Heads on Atlantic Avenue one week from today. Joining us this afternoon in the sports bar to make some tweaks to your fantasy football week 10 lineup, our fantasy Goomba, Tony Cotillo from Windaily Sports, uh, joins us from Philadelphia. Yeah, we, we want you to kind of get by, and we'll get his thoughts on many of these games, including, all right, I'll just kind of address this right now. Because I've been asked many times, you've been asked, hey, are you guys changing your survivor pick? The answer is no. We are not changing our survivor pick. Cincinnati over Houston, yes, I am totally aware that T. Higgins is not going to be playing in this game. Yes, I'm aware that C.J. Stroud did these amazing things last week against Tampa Bay. Yes, I'm aware that the line has gone from Cincinnati minus eight to Cincinnati minus six and a half. What that's telling you, you the square, is come on. Come on, come on, bet Houston. You're getting points with Houston. Come on in. The water's warm. I'm buying. I'm buying. Wait, I thought you were with me. No, I am, but as far as betting goes. For Survivor, yes, I think Cincinnati wins, but I'm I'm taking those points with Houston. Okay, so you're saying Cincinnati wins and it will be sweaty. Mm-hmm. We haven't had really a sweat in a, with eh, Philadelphia, maybe a little bit with Washington. I don't think they win by more than a touchdown. I think Houston keeps it close. I think they they keep it close. I I think I got I think I got Houston plus six and a half, which I don't love, but two field goals. Yeah, I could I could I can live with that. Okay, but Cincinnati's winning, right? Like I'm with you on that. I yeah. just think that that's a lot of points to give to give Houston. But um, th- there's there's so much to get to for uh, for this weekend, and, and you know not only Tony Cotillo from Wind Daily Sports to talk fantasy, but also with Zach Gelb, who joins us here uh, in about 15 minutes or so. Uh, Zach Gelb from CBS Sports Radio, who used to hear right after our show every night. Now he's, well, now he's buried underneath us on the network because uh, he's national, we're local, and and Zach is doing afternoons on CBS Sports Radio. But you will hear him Sunday if you're out and about and you want to stay up to date with what's going on in the NFL. Eye on the NFL, eye on football. Eye on football is is fantastic. Yeah, because what they do is they go from game to game to game, and then they'll bring you the post-game sound while they're giving you the updates. It's almost like Red Zone Radio so to speak mm-hmm. so what you know and i'm looking at what i got to do at home danger yard work you I mean just pop the earbuds in and listen and get kind of your updates while you're being productive aha uh-huh. there's a shortcut because like are, are there any games that you're going to be Ooh, i gotta check this out now if you're a browns fan sure one o'clock uh that is actually on fox uh browns and ravens that's interesting i'm not revolving my morning around colts and patriots in germany that's not happening so i'll have it on I'm not revolving my morning. Like last week, I revolved my morning around the uh, Chiefs and Dolphins, which took a little bit of finesse, by the way, because it was my mother-in-law's birthday and they were all over at the house. 
on on Sunday morning for brunch. So, but we that was still like okay. That's we're revolving it around the football game. It'll be on. I'll have it on. I don't know that I'll revolve my life around it, but it will be on. So your mother in law will let you watch football. My mother in law is watch football. She doesn't like football, but it's, she's it's, not it's, watching it with us. Like the guys are in the in the tank, and we're watching. The, the game in the basement but you know the girls are upstairs and they're doing their chatty you know drinking their coffee and, and eating their Italian desserts and we're downstairs <laughs> drinking our coffee and eating our Italian desserts watching football so hmm. that was uh, that was last Sunday this Sunday might be a little bit more common and the game certainly won't I imagine won't be as entertaining when you're talking about the Colts and the oh. Patriots <laughs> a lot of talk out of New England too by the way if if they lose in Indianapolis, I mean, the chatter is only going to get louder and louder here as the season goes on about Bill Belichick's future with the Patriots. They're not going to do anything in season. I like. I thought last night, last night, okay, the it, that's not a, I cannot believe we lost this game, I'm furious. Like, the owner can't be set off if the kicker misses a, you know, long field goal at the end. I thought Frank Reich would be in trouble. I still don't think Frank Reich's going to be back next year, by the way. I don't think, like, the, the way that Bryce Young... Has gone as compared to CJ Sprout, the owner is going to hold Frank Reich responsible. I've for got that. a take on the Panthers for next year based on what we saw last night, based on Bryce Young. Um, there's there's a lot of elements missing from that team, but I've got one that they can go out and get. And when it happens, it, it, it will be perceived as impactful, but at minimum, it will be a welcome addition for what that team needs. Okay. I've got a quick take on last night's game. Tell okay. me. Okay. So I did not watch any of it. Get out of here. I'm you didn't watch any of it. I'm not. Oh. No, I can't even call you a liar. If you're telling me the truth, that kind of hurts a little bit, Gene, but, but I, I could I, go. Yeah. I, can I think full I on TMI, but you don't want I think, that. I think I know what your take is going to be just based on how you set it up. Can I can I lay it out? <laughs> All right, go for it. I didn't watch any of last night's game, but I can tell you definitively, 100% with certainty, the ugliest uniforms in ah. all of sports are the Chicago Bears <laughs> alternate orange uniforms. Now, I did have that on, on Twitter, and I did get reaction. Other people kind of chimed in. And that was not the take based on oh. what happened last night. But while but we'll take a detour here. Do you agree with that? I, Look, I think they're hideous. I agree with you. You, you could go. You, you you know what it is for me? I don't mind the orange jersey. It's, it's the, the orange, orange helmet. helmet. The orange helmet is too much. What are we doing? And they've had other alternates and throwbacks that, that you know, like the old throwback from like the 20s. It has like the, the helmet looks like the Michigan helmet, except it's orange instead of yellow. Like, I'm down with that. That's good. That's a good looking throwback. My throwback that uh, Masterstroke yes. Jr. got me with the Peterman throwback jersey is that jersey. I, I'm down with that. The orange on orange, yuck. Now, you, you, that is going against the tradition and everything that that franchise. Uh, can you imagine somebody like Mike Singletary wearing that? Dick Buckus wearing that? That's what that, that should be the question you should ask. Like, can you imagine our all-time greats putting on this? No. No, it's it's kind of embarrassing. I'm it not, is not really. A no, I would just get get rid of. I'm it. surprised they won wearing those duds, but they pulled it off. He pulled it off. It was close. All right, and it was a sweat. Mm-hmm. All right, because. How long was that last kick? 59 yards? Mm-hmm. Okay, and that was your former kicker, right? Eddie, Eddie Pinheiro. Eddie yeah. Pinheiro. So Eddie Pinheiro, I've seen the highlight where, okay, misses the kick. He does the thing that if you're a father like I am, okay, you should never do. What does he do after he missed the kick? Mm-hmm. The shoulder shrug. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Don't know what to tell you guys. Just don't have it today. Uh, well, you know what? What am I going to say? It was 59. Uh, cut him immediately. <laughs> cut him immediately. Like the shoulder shrug emoji. If you do the shoulder, well, what am I going to do? Yeah. What am I? No. Take responsibility. Yeah. That is. That emoji drives me nuts. The shoulder shrug. The shoulder shrug. I got that one time over my kids. I'm like, no, don't ever do that again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Am I, maybe I'm going way out no, there. No, but for this I get one. it. Take ownership of of your mistakes instead of, hey, what do you want me to no, do? What do you want me to do? Don't know 59, what to tell you. 59 yards on grass. Don't mm-hmm. really know what to say. You guys asked me to do more than I'm capable of doing. Sorry. <laughs> shrug. Yeah, goodbye. Get out of here. Yeah, if you're going to cut anybody, that's the guy that you would cut today. I, I don't have a problem with that. Eddie Pinheiro, you can find another kicker. 
somebody that won't shrug after he misses a potential game tying field goal. Yeah, it's like that would be a lesson. Like, okay, I, okay, guys, we lost a tough game, but moving forward, we're not going to have that body language. Yeah, I uh, well, look at the body language of the head coach, though. I mean, when I saw. I know you don't watch the game, but when I saw Frank Reich, he looks like the ghost of Frank Reich at this point of his career. His soul is gone. He's absolutely being decimated by that organization. And I imagine when he talks about meeting with the owner every week, I imagine that those meetings are soul crushing, that there's nothing about those meetings that he gets out of them that make him better or make him feel good. I mean, he knows the game. He's a pretty good coach. He's got some success under his belt and he's got an owner who doesn't know the game, who wants results now impatient. Like you just can't, it's a, it's a recipe for disaster. There's a lot to say about the Panthers when they lose to the bears, the team that they traded all those picks to, to get Bryce young. And he loses to a division two undrafted mm-hmm. quarterback there. You know, it was, it was not a good game. Look, l- let's just put that out there. You didn't watch it. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the cliff notes. It wasn't a good game. Uh, I actually bet that, that there would be a defensive touchdown or a special teams touchdown scored by the Panthers. Cause I thought before the game, either Bajan is throwing a pick six. They're going to get points somehow, off of the Bears, either, you know, off a pick six or or special teams. And lo and behold, the only touchdown scored by the Panthers came on special teams with a punt return. Um, neither team looked good. 12 penalties, 12 punts, just kind of gross. It wasn't, it, it was not an easy watch. No, but Bajan has bought himself like five years in this league. If he wants to be the quarterback, to be a backup. Oh, he'll be a backup. Bounce from team to team, maybe yeah. practice squad. I mean, the idea, and you brought this up yesterday, what if the number one overall pick, Alabama quarterback, Heisman Trophy winner, loses to an undrafted Division II quarterback? I love this game. I mean, don't you love a story like that? But when you watch the two side by side, and like Bajan had a throw last night, and when it, <laughs> I saw it, I'm like, that does not look like a, an NFL caliber throw. It did like the ball was, it was a duck, man. It just like the, the easy throws look so challenging for him. And we take for granted how good quarterbacks make easy throws look effortless. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and even young has still has that, like he has that ability. Uh, the size makes me a little bit nervous, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's Flutie, he's Kyler Murray. He's, he's a small guy. He's a five ten guy. I'm just curious as to what he looks like in this league down the road, because right now that team doesn't have your best weapon is a 33 year old Adam Thielen. Yeah. So, you know what? I will, we'll save some more of that uh, talk from last night's game when we have Zach Gelbaum with us here in a couple few. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk more NFL with Zach when he joins us here uh, in the sports bar. Uh, the Bills have just put out, I guess this would qualify as breaking news. Breaking news in the sports bar. Ow! 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 It really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that far. Did I just hear your watch saying I didn't get that? Yes, yeah, Siri. Uh, okay, yeah, quiet, Siri. Uh, limited today, still going through concussion protocol is uh, Terrell Bernard. Uh-oh. Limited today. Was not in the injury report yesterday. Injury back. Steph Diggs. Okay. Uh, I don't know anything about that. Uh, Christian Benford, again, did not practice today with a hamstring. That doesn't look promising. Micah Hyde did not practice again. He's got that neck issue. That does not look promising. Leonard Floyd was under the weather yesterday. Full participant today. A.J. Klein, Jordan Poyer, Balin Spector, uh, who were all limited or not practicing yesterday again. Uh, Floyd, Klein, Poyer, Spector, all practicing full today. Okay. I, I don't think Hyde's playing this weekend. I'll just put that out there. I would think that the uh, soft tissue with Benford, maybe not either. I would think Benford and Hyde are both probably. Brace yourself for no Benford. Brace yourself for no Hyde. Oh, boy. Diggs was limited or out? He was limited. Limited. Limited with the back. I think Diggs will probably be okay. But Hyde and Benford, uh, you'll see more Rasul Douglas and probably more Taylor Rapp. Better not have been that camera guy in Cincinnati that Diggs ran over there. What are you doing? You should be that close yeah. to the end zone, dude. Yeah, because he was a little bit yeah. uh, gimpy after that, right? He came up a little lame. Yeah, that was... <laughs> but, I, you know, again, you judge Diggs by the quality of his character. 
he he got up and as he got up he was like making sure that the guy was okay are you okay are you can yeah. hear it on the camera like are you okay are you okay he was making sure that the guy that he ran into that you know was oblivious to the fact that he was about to get trucked by Steph Diggs was okay uh let's hope let's hope that Steph Diggs is okay and and if he's limited today you know, take it easy and and you know that final practice uh, tomorrow we'll tell the story before we get to Monday and speaking of Monday the game will be on the fan Rochester our pregame coverage starts four o'clock the afternoon Monday afternoon we'll uh, we'll give you a heavy lift a one hour show from three until four the pre pregame show that's here. basically that's a all right here's our pick for the game and let's all kind of react to what we saw on Sunday that's, yeah uh, that's Monday's show I did get an interesting take and you can reach Dan- the thing about danger and I you can reach us after hours you can reach us during the show our handle at the fan Rochester a phone number eight Six six four fan eight six six four three two six. One of our regular contributors, Tim in San Diego, reached out to me. This is an interesting take. What if that meeting wasn't called by Latavius Murray and they just needed Murray, the veteran, to go out and just kind of say something? What if it was? He, he, Tim has a theory that it was either Diggs or Allen who called the meeting, but they realized. If Steph Diggs is the one who calls the meeting and that gets to be known out there, the players only meeting that happened, then that becomes a much, much bigger story. Pretty smart uh, to think that way. And it makes a lot of sense. Here's Sean McDermott from his press conference today on the players only meeting. I take, I love it. I love it. Um, You know, you talk about leadership and accountability, two words that are very important to me and and you need player driven leadership and you you need player driven accountability um, as well. And, um, and I think it's a great example of, of both. I think it's a great example of a player who's, who's not a captain. And quite honestly, he probably would have been a captain had he been here longer. Um, but a player who's been around, who's a winner, a man of high character and a pro, and he is doing what needs to be done. And uh, we spoke, Tay and I, on, I believe it was Tuesday or Wednesday. And, um, you know, I just, I appreciate that. It's not anything going on, you know, behind closed doors. It's from a like, hey, I'm going to do something that nobody knows about. It's just, hey, was disclosed it to, to me and um, in full transparency. And he went out and communicated it to the t- to his teammates. And um, again, it's just like I've told you before, um, It's we're working. We're working hard at it. And uh, we're drilling down every hole that we can. Sometimes you find something, sometimes you don't, but you've, you drill down the next hole. And, um, and that's what uh, we've been doing. No different when we were seven and six. A few years ago, no different Super Bowl year uh, in Carolina, no different. Uh, Vaughn mentioned the other day, speaking of Vaughn, that um, they were Carolina at the Rams and um, they didn't win the, the month. They lost, I think, the month of November. They went winless or something like that. And so yep. very rarely do you come out and and is it smooth sailing the whole year? Um, you'd like it to be, but... You fight through it. That's what winners do. How excited do you think Terry Pagula is to hear Sean McDermott talking about drilling down? <laughs> drilling down holes. You drill down this hole, you drill down that hole. Maybe that's subliminal. Don't, don't let jo- me go. Job security. Uh, job security. It's, it's job security, using yeah, that analogy. We got we to gotta drill down. And um, Sean McDermott says it's great. I know a lot of fans would be like, yeah, this is one guy holding everybody accountable. And every- I stand by my take from yesterday. I, I think it's more likely that it was a bitch session. What's going on here, guys? Or something like there's one guy that's not doing or pulling their weight here. Whatever that is. I know we all want to say, let's be a, hold each other accountable. Players only meeting. Nah, something's really off there if you're resorting to that. Uh, let's get Zach Gelbin next. And we'll get his take on the Buffalo Bills. Now, keep in mind, Zach is is a national guy. He's, he's on CBS Sports Radio. He has takes on the Bills. He has takes on every NFL team. And, and I'm curious to see from his perspective, from his point of view, what he sees out of the Buffalo Bills this season, what may be missing from the Buffalo Bills this season. And we'll take a a wider view as well at the rest of the AFC East. No Miami this week, but we'll talk Jets. We'll talk Dolphins as well. Uh, And and just, you know, talk some NFL with uh, the guy that you hear on Sunday going around the NFL with eye on Eye on football. Eye on football. Yeah, that's going to be great. Zach Gelb joining us next in the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia on the fan Rochester. Mike Danger for FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 95.7 The Fan. The weather gets colder. The NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. And right now, if you're a new customer, you can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. 
that's 150 bucks if your team wins. So think about taking the bills on the money line for the Monday night game and use this offer for new customers on FanDuel. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. You've got a wide range of betting options, everything from spreads to player props, over-unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Mike to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel.com slash Mike, M-I-K-E. And join me on FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and physically present in New York. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Fan Rochester Sports Update. Hockey night tonight in the Flower City. The Rochester Americans hosting Utica. It's the front end of the home and home. Head coach Seth Appert on his banged up team. I've become a better coach when I stop worrying about things I can't control. These are just game injuries and, and it's a physical sport. It happens. Um, this is why you have the depth that you have in the organization. And I fully expect us to play a strong game and give ourselves a chance to win, regardless of who's in the lineup and who's not. Don Stevens will be by at 7 o'clock with the call tonight. Also tonight in the Flower City, 20th-ranked RIT Tigers are home as they take on Mercyhurst. Buffalo Sabres hockey tonight can be heard on 96.5 WCMF, the Sabres hosting Minnesota. Micah Hyde and Christian Benford did not practice today. Stefan Diggs showing up on the injury report. He was limited today with a back injury. Gene Taglin, the sports leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950, the fan Rochester. Straight up with no chaser. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the sports leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950, the fan, Rochester. Welcome back into the sports bar. Danger and Battaglia with you to kick off your sports weekend. I'm welcoming in one of our favorites, one of our friends. You hear him on CBS Sports Radio. The great Zach Gelb joining us now in the sports bar. Zach, uh, we've spent a lot of time this week talking about the inconsistencies of the Buffalo Bills. They'll win one, they'll lose one. The offense to our eyes doesn't look like it's completely in sync. Wanted to get your take on what you're seeing out of the Buffalo Bills as they head into their Monday night game against Denver. Yeah, Danger and Pataglia, thanks so much, first and foremost, for having me once again. Always love jumping on with you guys. Um, I just think the Bills are are missing it this year. Um, I know that sounds very ambiguous, but in years past, they had a presence to them. There was a confidence to them. There was a force to them and a belief that they were building something special. And let me preface what I'm about to say with uh, saying that I love Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott, I was advocating for him to get a job as the head coach in Philadelphia well before he even got a head coaching job with the Buffalo Bills. But I think Sean McDermott maybe has taken the Bills as far as he can, which was to a very 
respectable level. We all know how long it was since the Bills didn't make the playoffs, but now just making the playoffs isn't good enough. It's about delivering Buffalo that Lombardi trophy. And when I look at both sides of the ball, if you see defense, it's clear they're missing Matt Milano, who's just such a, a big, courageous part to this team. Tredavious White, they've dealt with his injuries before. Von Miller's not at 110%. But on offense, I still think they just asked Josh Allen to do too much. And that's why, even though I'm not this big advocate for individual running backs, I think the last few years when you had some running backs available at the trade deadline, whether it was McCaffrey or this year, um, if it was Derrick Henry, I thought the Bills needed to pounce to make a move just to make more of a commitment with a big name to the run game. Yeah, Zach, as far as McDermott, uh, he took on the added responsibility this year of being the defensive coordinator. We debate on our sh- yeah, we debate on our show uh, all the time. Is that too much, not for McDermott, for any head coach to be uh, just not overseeing everything, but also to be responsible for one side of the ball? I think delegation's so big when you're a head coach. Um, if he feels like, and I don't even know if he thinks his seat is warm because of the relationship he has with Brandon Bean. And quite frankly, it's one thing for us to say the seat is warm, but I don't know internally if he, uh, if that seat is actually that warm. So that's something that we still have to figure out. But when it does feel like a make or break year for Sean McDermott and whatever happened with Leslie Frazier, you basically kick him out of the building, retire, whatever you want to call it. And then you take over that defensive play calling. I don't care if it's too much or not for him. That defense just simply has to be better because then that's a poor reflection on a head football coach. And I think what you're seeing is Sean McDermott just a really good coach and he could maybe take you to an AFC championship game as we've seen. Take you consistently to the playoffs. Dominate that division. But I think they're going to need a little bit of a reset to get the most out of Josh Allen and this team, whatever the bills look like for the next two, three years. And when I say that, I, I think you need to bring in an experienced guy because I don't want to hitch my wagon to an unexperienced coordinator because that's always 50-50 if they turn out to be a great head coach. I said this in September after the first loss to the New York Jets, and now maybe there's more of a real chance of it happening uh, with the pending potential suspension and all the, the nonsense going on at Michigan with the sign stealing. We know Jim Harbaugh, when he gets to the NFL, he can win. He went to San Francisco three NFC title games and a Super Bowl appearance. And I think Jim Harbaugh would fit Buffalo perfectly where he's like a quirky kind of guy, would fit into the passion and and just the the craziness that comes uh, with being a part of Bill's mafia. And there's an experience to him. And I, I think he would thrive and get the Bill's Back in the right direction. Interesting. Uh, Zach Galbar, guest here, CBS Sports Radio on the Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. You mentioned something, Zach, that I want to go back to, that the Bills are asking too much of Josh Allen. And I kind of want to challenge that a little bit because in okay. the NFL, when you see quarterbacks ascend and become superstar, elite-level quarterbacks winning Super Bowls, whether you're talking about Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, they're psychotic. They want to be involved to a point where you can't tell them no. And I'm wondering if Josh Allen has that in him or if Josh Allen just doesn't have, we hear he's a competitor, we know he's a competitor, but does he have that level of competitiveness to his game? So uh, I think he does, but I think the difference when you mention Brady and Peyton specifically is that those guys were traditional pocket-passing quarterbacks. So when you ask them to do everything and throw the ball 50 times a game, you weren't exposing their bodies as much as Josh Allen is when he escapes the pocket and then runs. And we all know the heart and will that he has. And he decides to take on like an entire team and run right through them. Like it's a brick wall. That's my concern is we've seen this now for the last two, three years. And there's been some games here of James Cook being solid in years past uh, Devin motor Singletary. Now with the Texans, there were some games where he was solid too, but there's just been no consistent piece in the run game that Josh has been able to hand the ball off to, and then that takes some of it off his plate and also preserves him for the postseason and not exposing his body for so many hits. Well, Zach, his injuries are all coming in the pocket. He's like a sitting duck in the pocket when he doesn't escape or evade and make something out of nothing, which we've seen him do time and time again. I mean, you you don't really see anybody like in Baltimore putting the restrictor plate on Lamar or even in Kansas City with, with Patrick Mahomes. Why is Josh Allen different? So it's a good question. I think Mahomes is such an outlier, um, but the Lamar Jackson comparison is definitely a fair one because you look at Lamar Jackson, they've not done anything like what Buffalo has done in terms of 
getting him a legit number one wide receiver. Now, they've tried in the draft with Rashad Bateman. Uh, they just tried with Zay Flowers. Odell Beckham is washed up. But I think that when you look at Baltimore, that team is only set up to succeed with Lamar doing everything because of the lack of weapons. You have Stephon Diggs, which could air out the passing game. And that's why I just think if you go get a running back in there, it could be so tough to defend the Buffalo Bills where then guys like Dalton Kincaid and Gabe Davis is being asked a lot of right now become even more important when you go into the red zone. Like imagine this team could line up in the red zone and you had Josh Allen, Derrick Henry, then you have Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, and then Dalton Kincaid. Like, I don't know how you try to stop that defense just because of the diverse options. And that's what I just think is missing with Buffalo. They have some diverse options, and they could have diversified it even more, where in Baltimore it's clear they're just saying, hey, uh, it's Lamar Jackson, Lamar, run around, throw around, find Mark Andrews, and then do everything to lead the team to victory. So I think there's a little bit of a different approach where the Bills have some more pieces, but they are kind of going like 75% there, where I want to see them go all in and really go for that championship and add something to that backfield. Zach Gelber, guest who you'll hear this Sunday on the Fan Rochester. I on football, noon to 8 Eastern time with the Bills uh, playing on Monday Night Football. But one game that's going to fall out, the only game that uh, on Sunday uh, that's going to fall outside your window, Zach. <laughs> New England and Indianapolis in Germany. And we know you follow the Patriots. Uh, how or where does this Bill Belichick story go from here? Uh, they stink. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, I, I said very early on in the season I wanted them to lose as many games as possible because Bill's still a good coach. And, you know, even with after Brady, they won like 11 games, 7 games, 8 games, 9 games, whatever it is. And the roster just has not been that good. So Bill, the GM, has not done a good job. But I still think Bill Belichick, the coach, can still be a top coach in this league. Now, this year, uh, they are bottoming out. And I think it's a good thing for the franchise and the compelling part of this now is does do they move on from Bill Belichick after the season there's a lot of smoke out there that suggests that would be the case maybe Bill wants to go somewhere else kind of like what Brady did towards his end in New England and then he goes to Tampa Bay and uh, wins the Super Bowl you know you look at Bill Belichick um, I think the Chargers would be an intriguing option for him uh, Mike Floyd on my show who suggested that maybe it's the commanders and he think Josh Harris he's been hearing uh, some rumors that Josh Harris will call craft after the year and try to get a deal done for Belichick uh, something still just tells me, though, with what they've done for the last 24 years, that Robert Kraft is going to prefer to keep Bill Belichick around for one more year. And uh, let's see how far they could take this uh, this season in terms of losing. But right now they would have a top five draft pick. I'm hoping they could get into that number two and number one spot. I don't know if anyone's going to be able to move past Carolina, which would then be the Bears pick, because uh, I think it's time to get a new quarterback there and uh, do this thing right, which they did not do with Mac Jones, because Mac Jones, as you guys know, first year, team went to the playoffs, uh, they asked him to be a game manager, and then they surrounded him with two bozos and Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, who were defensive-minded and special teams coach to run the plays, and then this year they bring in an actual offensive mind, but he still doesn't have a number one wide receiver, and that's the thing for me. I think they messed up Mac Jones, so reset the time clock. I don't think there's fixing Mac Jones in New England, you go get a quarterback, but you got to surround him with young pieces and look at Josh Allen. Like, when did Josh Allen take off? Uh, when he got Stephon Diggs. When did Jalen Hurts take off? When he got A.J. Brown and uh, Jalen Waddle. Uh, when did uh, um, uh, Devontae Smith, when did Tua take off? When he got Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, uh, you have to have good coaching, and then you also have to have some talent around your young quarterback to get the best out of him. Zach, I want to stay in the AFC East because the Jets are uh, <laughs> the Jets are a little bit of a mess offensively. Not, I'm stating the obvious here, but Vegas... Yeah, you're being nice today. You're usually not nice. I guess it's a Friday. You're trying to get people to feel good. Vegas is <laughs> is interesting going into the Sunday night game uh, as they host the Jets. I, I'm curious about this Sunday night game, and I'm curious as to what your take is on what we might see come later on Sunday night. If any team could score 20 points against the Jets' defense, I think that's the number where you should feel very confident in winning the game. And the Chargers didn't even need to do that much. And I was at that game Monday night at MetLife Stadium between the Chargers and the Jets. You know, it, it does feel open this year in the AFC. And I think through 10 weeks, even though the standings may indicate it, um, well, it does with the Ravens and, and the Chiefs. I think they are two of the, the top three teams, and then the team that the record doesn't indicate it, the Bengals, as well inside the AFC. But if Rodgers was healthy with the Jets, because you watch the Jets, their defense is kick-ass. 
On offense, their line is an issue, which still would have been an issue with Rodgers, but you have Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. Every time I watch the Jets, I just say, imagine if they had Rodgers. I think they would have been a legitimate force this year to not only make a deep playoff run, but maybe end up playing in the Super Bowl. I don't think it would have been a lot, clearly, because there's some good teams in the AFC like I just laid out, but it does feel like Kansas City's begging people this year with the way that they've been playing offensively for someone to dethrone them, even though their defense has been really good. But with all that being said, it felt the same way last year uh, when we looked at the Chiefs and people said the Chiefs were vulnerable, and we all know they ended up winning the Lombardi. Yeah, I, I think flex scheduling is fake, uh, Zach. If you're not going to flex out the Raiders and Jets, uh, the, NFL, the, 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 the NFL is saying here, basically, uh, you're going to take this game, you're going to like it. We don't want any of the expense of and moving the game. how about that game. dog crap game the other night? Like, dude, some of these primetime games are horrible. You had on, on Monday, Chargers and the Jets, Last night, Bears and Panthers, and now on Sunday, we get the Raiders and the Jets. But here's the thing. We could all bitch and complain about it, say how much it sucks. We'll all sit on our couches, <laughs> eat our nachos, our wings, order Chinese food, whatever you want to do on Sunday night, and we'll all place our bets and we'll all watch the games, and the ratings will be fantastic for the yeah, NFL. No doubt. I, suckers. We're, we're all addicted. The, 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 the biggest drug in this society junkies, is the NFL. Yeah. We're, all, we're all addicted to it. Yeah, th- there's no question, Zach. Of, of the games that you're going to be talking about on Sunday, I'm intrigued by Niners and Jags, and here's why. Because we all thought San Francisco was ready to kind of ascend, maybe be that Super Bowl team, and they haven't looked that way the last couple of weeks. And you're coming off a bye, and this is a game. Boy, can the Niners actually afford a third straight loss? How do you view this team right now, Zach? Uh, yeah, they lost three in a row. Now they're coming off that bye. They could lose four in a row. Um, and when I see this game on the flip side, too, it's a big statement for Jacksonville because Jacksonville's a good team. But are they a great team? And they had an opportunity in week two up against the Chiefs, a game that I thought the Jaguars were alive to, to cover and win the game outright, where they were at home in Duval, and Kansas City only scored, I think it was 17 points in the game, and the Jaguars lost because they didn't get in the end zone, and they had three Brandon McManus field goals. So on both sides, I think there's intrigue. Can the Jaguars get a win that would suggest they're ready to take that next step? And then for the 49ers, Uh, You bring up a great point with the losing streak. If this continues even after making Steve Volk go from the uh, booth upstairs down to the sideline, then people are going to look at the 49ers sideways. But I I will um, err on the side of caution in terms of uh, slamming the San Francisco 49ers just because the last two years or so they've gotten off to uh, slow starts. They haven't been great through the first nine, ten weeks of the season. And then every year it seems like they wake up in the NFC title game. But... Um, I do think the inconsistency and the lack of conviction of who your quarterback is makes it tough to win, even with a great roster. And uh, that's what the 49ers are seeing where they can get very close, but yet so far. Zach, I want to inspect one more game, uh, and it's a game that's very near and dear to my co-host's heart over here. Gino has uh, survived through 10 weeks of his survivor pool, and uh, Pickens are getting a little slim. So this yeah, I'm week, alive as well. This week, it's the Bengals is the pick. The Bengals hosting... The Texans, are you buying into the Texans based on what we saw out of C.J. Stroud and what was a, a historic performance last week uh, against the Bucks, Or do you think Cincinnati, uh, on the roll that they're on right now, going to be too tough? Well, I'll answer the question, but first we've got to figure out the, the management here of, of Gene first. You don't have the Cowboys still alive up against the Giants, or you already used the Cowboys? We use the Cowboys over your Patriots. We use the Bills week Mark. two. Um, here's my take because really we're left with, I don't trust that Jags Niners game. I wasn't going to go way, way out and take last night. Yeah. Or, uh, the other game we were looking at Pittsburgh green Bay. No, I don't have a feel on that one. I just think that Lou Anarumo going against the rookie quarterback, a quarterback who, by the way, looked great last week and two weeks ago lost to Carolina. So that to me, looks like a young team. Now, I understand that Cincinnati has got a really interesting matchup that's coming Thursday night. I understand the, the fear of a trap game, but, but Zach, where, where are you leaning this weekend? Yeah, I think it's a game that you may sweat, um, but I do believe the Bengals will end up winning, and that's the only thing that matters in a survivor pool. Um, I think this is a game where the Texans show you they're moving in the right direction. They will keep this game very close through three quarters, but when the fourth quarter hits, you will see why Joe Burrow is one of the more valuable players in the NFL. And even though the Bengals are dealing with some injuries, that does not matter to me as long as their quarterback is healthy. I think this is going to be a fun game, but ultimately I, I do feel like the Bengals uh, will win the game. And it's probably, 
you know, the, the Texans, they're four and four. They're better than anyone could have thought. I did think they were going to lose a few weeks ago to the Panthers coming off a bye. Everyone praising CJ Stroud. Stroud's been incredible. Um, but when you go up against Louis Anarumo, which is a, a very good point, that guy continues to be one of the more underrated, uh, just like people in football. Now he doesn't have a head coaching job yet. I think is a, uh, is a disgrace with what he's done with that Bengals defense the last two, three years. So yeah, Gene, I think you'll be good. Um, I don't want to mush it. I, I hope that you end up advancing to week 11, but if you go down, uh, this was your decision first, not and, mine. And I know, I know it wasn't a sexy matchup last night, but humor me for a second, Zach. What's, what's the conversation in Carolina like today when the number one overall pick loses to an undrafted Division II quarterback in Chicago, the, the team that you gave up everything for this guy? I mean, somebody's losing their job in Carolina, right? Yeah, so this is sloppy ownership by David Tepper, who, this is my analogy for David Tepper. He's the guy that owns the restaurant, and then he goes into the kitchen, and he says he wants chicken parm, and the guy that's been cooking chicken parm for 20 years, he goes, ah, step aside, you don't know what you're doing, I'm going to cook chicken parm, and I've never been a cook in my life. That's what I feel like David (laughs) Tepper does, where he owns the team, and then he thinks he knows how to make the chicken parm, but he doesn't have that experience. And, and you did see it in that draft process. And I believe Adam Schefter, and you didn't see the video of uh, Frank Reich and, and McCown basically telling CJ Stroud, they can't wait for him to come to Carolina and play basketball with him. They wanted uh, CJ Stroud. And it's clear that David Tepper wanted Bryce Young. Now, I don't think Bryce Young is trash. I think he could be a really good quarterback in this league. And I liked him coming out of college. And I thought he was the best quarterback in this draft class. So there was some merit to wanting um, a guy like Bryce Young. But you look at Carolina, the O-line stinks. They don't have a number one wide receiver. And I said this when they signed Miles Sanders. He was a product of the Eagle system, and he's vastly overrated. So you're asking Bryce Young to do a lot, and you have nothing around him. So this offseason, they need to beef up that offensive line. They don't have the number one overall pick, like you guys said. And you have to go try to get a number one wide receiver. And I think that's a whole lot to ask. And I'm just going to imagine next year the Panthers are at like four or five wins. And even though it would be an improvement from where they are this year, if you know those are the first two years for Frank Reich, he's probably out of a job out of two years as a head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Zach Gelb, our guest. And uh, if you haven't checked out Ion Football, this is the week to do it with uh, the Bills playing on Monday night. Zach, I think you have one of the best jobs in all of sports talk radio, just to be the point guard and to kind of take it all in and go around the league here. It's got to be a lot of fun, bud. Uh, definitely a whole lot of fun, and I appreciate you guys carrying us uh, this weekend for the entirety. I can't wait to speak to the, the great fans of Rochester and keep you up to date on Eye on Football, and uh, it's a fun show. Uh, we have reporters in every stadium, instant reaction, and uh, we keep you up to date in the fantasy world, uh, the betting world as well. And once the game's end, we go right to the podium and inside the locker rooms and get to talk to some of the coaches and players that are a part of the big plays that you see each and every Sunday. Zach, you're the best, man. Appreciate the time, as always. Looking forward to talking again real soon. Enjoy your weekend. Mike and Gene, thanks so much. And Gene, good luck on your survival. (laughs) Thanks, Zach. And, and you know, while we were talking to Zach, I I don't know if you saw this or not, Gino, we got a bit of breaking news in the sports book. Ow! 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 It really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that far. The Big Ten is expected to discipline Michigan for the in-person scouting and stein-stealing investigation. Mm. will prohibit Jim Harbaugh from being on the sideline for the rest of the regular season, he'll be allowed to coach during the week. <laughs> so Michigan has been threatening lawsuits and everything. So which judge is going to jump in on a Friday oh. afternoon and say Harbaugh can coach tomorrow and in, in, in Happy just Valley? Ridiculous. Okay. Big. Can we can we move on now? I know it's a big story. Yeah, and let's go back to something that Zach wow. Gelb just said. Like, okay, so Zach Gelb, national radio host, suggesting that the seat is warm for Sean McDermott. Now, I'm going to say it's not because of the relationship he has with Brandon Bean, even if the season, dare I say, goes eight and nine. That yeah, could happen. Eight, nine, and you miss the postseason. If you miss the postseason, he's fine. He's fine. Unless the, the wild card here, because I don't know what's inside the mind of Terry Bagula and if he wants to change that. But the suggestion that Jim Harbaugh, <laughs> this would be a fit. Well, think about it. 
is Sean McDermott limited in terms of his 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 reach, where he can take this team? And Zach brought up a lot of instances where you'll see a coach that can only take a team so far. And you have to commend Sean McDermott for pulling Buffalo out of the doldrums, for pulling Buffalo and, and changing the culture and making them a playoff caliber team year in and year out. That's not the way it was when he inherited the team. But now you have to ask, can he take that next step? Is he a Super Bowl caliber head coach? I'm going to give you a guy who's top 10 and wins, who turned around teams easily. Marty Schottenheimer. Exactly. Yeah. He got fired after going 14-2. and two. Right. <laughs> I, I don't think that's happening. I don't think there's any sort of reason for, for Sean McDermott to feel concerned about his future with the Buffalo Bills. But... Jim Harbaugh would be an upgrade. Went to a Super Bowl. Jim Harbaugh would be an upgrade. It'll be interesting to see how through this Michigan controversy, how Jim Harbaugh's stock rises amongst NFL teams who know right now today that Jim Harbaugh is an immediate upgrade from who they have at head coach right now. Well, I think it's also interesting that Zach bringing up Washington and here is the new owner of the commanders. And we see this a lot. I want to have a big name head coach. And I think Ron Rivera did a fine job with what he had, but moving forward, he will not be the guy. And the idea that Washington would pick up the phone uh, that, that the new owner Norris would pick up the phone and actually, or Harris, whatever his name is, pick up the phone and ask Robert Kraft. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um, what would be interesting if Ron Rivera loses his job, and I think we've talked about this, is if Sean McDermott picks up the phone and says, hey, I know you probably want to be a head coach, but if you don't get that head coaching gig, would you consider coming here and being a defensive coordinator? I wouldn't welcome that. Sure. I think that I think this is too much on Sean's plate right now. Yeah. Um, good stuff from Zach Gelb, and we knew he would deliver. Uh, really appreciate him making some time for us. You can hear him this Sunday. Eye on football. All afternoon long as Zach goes game to game. It's like red zone radio. Uh, Zach Gelb, uh, your host Sunday afternoon here on the fan Rochester. Uh, all right. We've got Tony Cotillo, our fantasy goomba from wind daily sports standing by. He's going to join us here in about a half an hour or so more takes on the way. And by the way, you have time uh, in your day. You can pick up the phone and you can call us. If you want to share your takes, uh, pull up a stool at 866-4-FAN-585. 866-4326. You can be a part of the show. It's Danger and Bataglia in the sports bar on 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <laughs> 